Good morning. Trying to do some podcasts just because I want to put something out in the world. I want to put something out that other people can consume or enjoy. I figure my time here on on Earth amongst you needs to be spent doing more than just self-consuming, you know, like spending every minute of the day playing games or working, progressing me, but I'm not sharing with others. By no means am I qualified, I think, to be giving advice. So mostly I'm just sharing my thoughts. You know, if you if you like something I say, just uh you know, think about it first before acting on it. Because my process, my process for thinking is I just do it. I do hours of it and thoughts that are worth working off of continuously succeed in these thought processes that I do. So I may say a thought and it may take me three months before marking it off as bad, but I operate on this, um, on this foundation of, of well, failure, I guess you could say I, uh, I aim to fail to succeed. I succeed through failure started to think about it and uh well we need to spend time i think all of us it'd be helpful if we considered what we are on a very deep level you know we're human but what are the things that humans do and what is it that they cause what is different about the world that exists because humans are here i spent a lot of time thinking about this you know myself included um, don't always break down boxes when I throw them away. I moved to a state where recycling's not really done, so I quit recycling. So these are things that I've done to the world, to people around me. I can be good or I can be bad, depending on a variety of things. Could be how I feel, whether or not I like you, whether or not I'm judging you based on something that you can't can or can't control, like the way you look or something. And it really makes me. You know, so anyways, I spend a lot of time thinking about this and I look out it into the world and I don't think we have a world that really, it's like society is built around the ideal human being, but not, not around what we really are. You know, we try to create some rules, try to pick out the bad guys from the good guys. And I don't think that works. I think we're catching good guys in that system. And I think we need to consider something different and it, when I think about these rules, they don't really consider the individual. And you may not think that that's worth considering, but consider this. Individuals eventually get ideas that could be harmful to society, to other people, and you give them enough time to think about it, to work it out, they might find other people, group together, and now you've got problems. So what do we do about this? What do we do about a world that doesn't seem to consider the individual, consider humans, you know, what we really are? It's like we have this ideal where we all have to follow these rules and live according to a certain way. And a lot of it, to me, seems like social contract. I'm different. Everybody's different, right? 
the things that make me different really isolate me socially. It's not that I was anything bad or wrong, right? I just I intellectualize social interactions and it's hard to interact. It's hard to socialize when you do that. It's hard to live on intuition, rely on intuition when you're unfamiliar with it. And so I have this perspective because of this where I look out in the world and I just I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. You know, I've I've had rulings against me, like at work. And I don't I don't really defend myself there because I just don't see the point. People in leadership positions like to be the the right ones, the smart ones. So I don't like to interrupt and tell them they're wrong. I just let them believe whatever they're going to believe and let my let the results of my actions change their minds. That's how I do it. Because otherwise you get caught up in your own words. You can't predict the future. So when I look out in the world, I just... It just doesn't make sense. So what do we do? It can be done. I think we really need to consider the human condition, what it is to be human and how that affects everything, impacts our lives, impacts the people around us. We need to shift our perspective and on what life is. We need to... For a lot of my life, I viewed the world as very material, you know, very transactional. But then you end up with this, this archive, this stockpile of, well, I don't make no sense questions. And it's sad because I think the ancestors to religion, what we have today, almost completely today, I think they were asking these original questions. What are we? Who are we? Why is there evil? And I don't look to blame someone else. What, what, how do I contribute to evil? Because I'm the one that experiences it. My answer to that question is feedback. And so I'm just... Like, I look at this as we're all... I'm going to use a video game analogy. I'm a gamer. I like to play video games. Um, I don't play as much as I want to, and that isn't because I don't want to play them or can't. It's just... A very unique interests and it's not a lot of them but one of the if you hop in a virtual reality you go to a place um, VR chat's a fun one it's an odd one I don't like being there too often it's full of kids being inappropriate usually um, and by kids I mean you know 13 sometimes up to 20 meet the occasional adult it's why I don't go in there though because too many kids it's not fun but you go somewhere like that, and what you what you have is a bunch of human beings interacting with bodies that aren't themselves, just things they put together, and interacting in a space together that has a set of rules. And this is a game. It's a social interaction. And this happens at every level. It happens at the bar. It happens at a dance. It happens for the rich and the poor. When you're playing games, whether they're electronic or board games or card games. <clears throat> We seem to build these rules about reality around us, and then we take part in that world we created. But it, you see so many people struggling. Like, that's one of the focus points for me, is how much people struggle to do basic things. We have this constitution that's supposed to dictate our rights as human beings. 
you know, but they don't include things that you'd think would also be included, such as I have the right to eat food, the right to be fed. And why do you have the right to do so? Well, if you don't, you die. Happiness, if you don't allow a person to pursue happiness legally, they'll start to pursue it illegally. And you get that a lot with the, with illegal businesses, black businesses. When I say black, I mean like black book, not black skin color. Um, I know just as many white people breaking the law as I do black or Mexican or Asian. It don't matter. Everybody breaks the law when they need to, including myself, including cops, which is where you get some bad ones. I imagine you, they get themselves bad or bad, or they find themselves in a situation where they have no choice and they make the wrong option. You know, all human beings are doing this. Just we got to be very mindful of those who are doing it while wielding guns. Cause you know, that's dangerous. So like, then how do we, how do we cater to this? You know, how do we create a world where all are welcome, not just those who are, not just those who win. You know, I get this game about get a job, make money and pay your bills, but that's not life. Nothing else in, in, in all of creation and all of this existence and all of this world and all of nature, nothing else exists under the conditions we live under, but us. And we're the ones that created that. So when I look at somebody who is asking for food, if I'm looking at somebody who's driving a car that looks like it breaks down once or twice a week, you know, these are things, but we use these things. These are tools of the trade. We don't live in a society that was built around foot traffic. We actually live in America. We live in a society built around vehicle traffic and trains. That's why we have a lot of train tracks. And, you know, Germany in World War II built a lot of train tracks to move supplies around. They still have those tracks. Um, if you go to England, um, the United Kingdom, whatever they're called, I call them England. You go there, like one of the issues they have in some of their environment, in some of their cities is the streets were built for horse and carriage. They're built for people walking around. Things are distanced with that consideration. Here, I could get a job and have to drive 40 miles to, to go to work. And yet cars aren't considered needed. You know, it's... And everything's transactional. Everything involves money. Everything's in exchange for money. I can't even give money to people without them feeling like that's sacred and I shouldn't do that. Which is weird. Very weird. It's just money. That's all it is. I can make more of it. The time, that's, the, that's what matters. It's not money. It's time. We have so little of it. Life is much shorter than you think it is. I still have recollection of thoughts I had back when I was in elementary school, fourth grade even thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever to finish school because I hated school. School was not properly stimulating for me. I'm so, I was smart. I could do good work if I chose to. I just, why would I do something I don't want to do? I, I don't exist to pleasure someone else. I exist for me. And then to be good in my existence is to serve others. That's how I would, ex you know, serve myself. Yeah. What I'm thinking on, you know, changes government it changes laws but to change those things you know to me the only way that works is to change the hearts and minds of everyone and i'm not a violent person i don't do violent things um i would rather let violence occur to me than to stand against it i you know i have the urge i have the anger as just as anyone else does but i've been in, around a lot of fighting in my life a lot of it and i have never seen it produce anything i want Nothing. It's never produced a positive result. It's harmed relationships. It's destroyed them even. 
push people away. It destroys. It doesn't heal. It doesn't benefit. It's not a good thing. Some people like fighting and, you know, that's, that's you. You know, there's there's healthy avenues for it. You don't need to go out and wait behind a tree and jump somebody when they come out. You can do a martial art. You can get into the physical arts if you want. And that's the other thing, too, is part of society is we, we take these group of people that break the rules. You know, some of them really are bad. I definitely think so. Some people are just, sorry, you came into this world and for whatever reason, you're broken. You're not going to do well in this. Those people we need to figure out what to do with and it's not going to be good for them. But this concept of revenge, you know, I get removing them from society, but that's kind of a lazy, I don't know what to do option. And how long are we going to be lazy and say, I don't know? You know, at my job, I have support tickets. When I have a ticket that comes through that I don't understand for the longest of time, I've just been throwing it in a bucket somewhere. I don't want to pay attention to it. I don't want to think about it, but I have to, because that's a problem and it will never stop being a problem until it's dealt with. And it's not a problem that people want to be dealing with. It's just we've all accepted it. And yet we can invent a newer, more powerful bomb. We're willing to do that, but we're not willing to save lives. We're not willing to to build and benefit society. Everybody, everybody's, I say everybody, it's just because when I look outward, I, it seems like it's everybody, you know? And I think those of you that understand what I'm saying and see it, in some sense, what I see, not that I see greater, just just that you see different from a different perspective, but you're from the you see from the outside as well, and that's kind of what I'm saying is we see from the outside. I think I think you can understand when I say it, when I'm what I mean by everybody, and I mean everyone else, everyone else that doesn't that just seems to live life reactionary, transactionally, materially. Like, yeah, so many arguments about these ideas. And it's weird that when people argue about the idea, it's like, don't argue about it. Make a case that it's real. This idea is functional. You know, people get ideas and they benefit nothing. They are nothingness. They don't pursue it to see if there's any substance to their idea or truth. A lot of people just assume it's true because they thought of it and that's good enough for them. Really? Do you not know who you are? You have a pulse. If you breathe, if you're made of flesh and blood, if you look like a human, you act like a human, if I would consider you a human, guarantee it, you are not the right person to be coming up with the ideas. Even you have these experts that come up with ideas, but even them, it's just ideas. They're just really qualified to have them, but they're still human. They still need to be checked. You can't just assume someone's right because they said it and you trust them. Anything I say should be tried out. For example, um, sacrificing. And I'm very much into the history of religions. Um, I was Christian for a little bit. When you go and you read these texts, most religions, in fact, will speak to this, if not all of them. Sacrificing provides value in your life. There's stories of sacrificing to elevate yourself in some capacity. Now, some of that appears to be more of a ritualistic, but the, the act of believing that this will happen and then engaging with it and then having so many people around. Imagine if you're the one up top. You know, imagine you're a presidential candidate. Donald Trump's a big one. I, I point him out specifically because his 
the people that support him, his fans, you'll find some of the most excited people there. Like they're just loud and obnoxious. Not none of that in a bad way, by the way. I don't politics is just another game people play. I don't play it at all. I don't have an opinion. But can you imagine being Trump, having all these people cheer on you? Have you ever been in a moment where of where other human beings grouped together and encouraged you and lifted you up? You you experience something, something elevated. There's a phenomenon right there. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you're just glancing at it, when you're looking at it materialistically, when you're looking at it transactionally. There's just there's more to reality than what you can see. What you can't see is what's affecting you. Um, and people want to say, well, I can't see it, but you know, the, I'm speaking to you on a microphone and it's recording me. I don't know how it works. I have a basic idea, but it's not something I care that much about. There's electricity running through the wires. I've never seen an electron. I've never seen electricity, but I can use it and it's called electricity. And this is what it does. And it, we have all these ideas around how it works. And it seems to, for example, don't stick a fork in your toaster or wall socket. Right, these are ideas. These are good ideas. And it's kind of a really simple way to show you that there are things of this world you can't see that affect you. We then go from that to we had an understanding that all the thoughts and stuff you had was only soul, but now we know that there's a there's another mechanism going on in you where, where there's electrons involved. Electrons and chemicals and these things, and they also um, help influence your thoughts and your decisions. but there's the invisible. And honestly, it's only invisible from our perspective. And a part of discovery is expanding our perspective. You know, for example, uh, the, it's weird to say that the light that we see, the visual world is only a small slice because we're only seeing what light's reflecting off of and only that spectrum of light. Some things don't reflect that. Some things will only show up under different spectrums. You know, as you see it a lot in military technology, right? The, I like watching the AC-130 videos, you know, because I'm human, for example. I consider myself good, but I don't know. It's just satisfying to watch an AC-130 with that black and white image. Super high contrast. I didn't know this, but black and white pictures present greater detail with a lower upfront cost, something like that. Um, so like to get the same level of detail with a color camera, you need a lot more technology. It needs to be, so it's a bit more expensive. That's why black and white cameras are still used. They just, you can get them to high quality easier. Um, I don't know why that is, but I was told that once and I believe it makes sense. But that camera is picking up on a different wavelength of light. That's why human beings appear. I think it's black. I don't know if it's thermal or infrared or something, but it's using another wavelength and displaying that in our spectrum of light for us. It translates what it can see into our wavelengths. That's what it's doing. That's the technology. At least basics. Obviously, that took a long time for us to figure out, but we got there. But there's another advantage of using technology to access resources or perspectives acquired through what we can't see. Those are just two examples. Just two. I'm not the smartest person in the world. If I really sat and thought about it, I'm sure I can come up with many, many more. But one thing I've done is I've taken some of these spiritual practices that people do and I've looked into them. I try to find it. You know, the, the Christians, they say to pray, but they don't really explain what that is or how that works. They just say, you talk to God. 
it's weird because I've over time learned what that fundamentally means, where the power is with that, how to actually do that, use it. But that was never taught in a church. I had to go back to other ancient um, teachings uh, that were outside of that religion in order to figure that out. What is prayer? I had to go back further because I consider Christianity to be an example of telephone. It's been a couple thousand years since we've really allowed anybody to lay hands on his faith. And so we're, we're, you're learning from a perspective that was spoken. The people who wrote that Bible lived at that time. We know that. You speak from understandings and cultures at that time, and, and not everything, not every word that came out of the mouth was the word of God. I really doubt if we saw Paul of Tarsus down and asked him, is all of this thus saith God? He ain't going to say yes. He said some of it, sure. I don't think all of it, though. That's how I am. Some of the things I say, people are like, that's great, but not everything. And then we just say it's everything. It's a group of people that picked it out, and I'm just very intimately close with the Christian faith, and so that's what I understand about it. Still worth pursuing. I believe religions are the first step of many to achieving the ones that we idolize in those books. You know, the prophets, the the kings, the great leaders, the ones that did incredible things, that the ones that performed miracles that, that look like magic, you know, to us. Because we don't understand what they're doing or what's going on. I understand more. I'll understand it more securely when I can experience the result of what I understand. I, in some areas I do. Um, for example, one thing I've learned is how to do things I don't want to do. It's very difficult when you're me. Um, I believe I have, I, I have high functioning autism, but like minor, like enough to where I have some problems with it, but I've, I've either worked out the other issues um, or it's not that severe with me. And whenever I identify those issues and I identify therapies or solutions to those, I apply them and I make it work. One thing I've kind of figured out on my own lately has to do with meditation and the realm of meditation, we'll call it. To me, meditation, give us a thousand years of using this thing. You're going to find so many sub-disciplines of meditation, each accomplishing different objectives. You know, but object. the one thing I've been doing is I'll write down things I want to do today. So like one of them is exercise. I don't like exercising. I play Beat Saber in VR. That's how I do my exercise, um, at least for now. Um, the cycle is get the cardio going and then start doing resistance when I feel like I can actually move around because I spend all my time sitting. So the, the place that I have to exercise from is kind of an unhealthy place. My body is like just moving my arms around that long. It's hurtful. I just push through and keep doing it until it stops. And then I'll go into resistance training, but I don't want to do it. So what do I do? Well, one other thing that meditation, that meditation teaches you is to focus on nothing, really. So you focus on your breath. Um, I, I keep being told to focus on my breath and I'll do it, but I tend to feel like a buzzing in my body. Every, it's like every cell in my body starts to buzz. Um, And so what do I do? Um, I focus on the space around me and that buzzing feeling. I get to the buzzing feeling and then I just follow that. And as I pay attention to it, more and more of it is revealed to me. I become more engrossed into it and I can go so far as to losing 
sight and sound of my environment, awareness of my environment. I won't feel a breeze on my skin. I won't hear you talking to me. I won't see anything around me. I'll be completely immersed in every sense into this. So I thought, well, what if we focus on an object? One thought I have is people kept making idols back in the day. And if you've ever pay attention to somebody who's praying to an idol, let's say, if they have a rosary, for example, um, an idol to me, by the way, is something physical that represents something spiritual. Um, idols are really bad when they're called idols, when you believe that this is capturing something of the spirit that is incorrect. You can never capture anything of the spirit. But there are reminders or tools to help you along the path. And rosary, I would, I would consider is more that I've used them before. I've prayed with them before, and it's just a, it's a very useful trance. It helps you, helps you get into a trance by like extracting some of the process of the prayer out, like knowing where you're at, what steps. So like different beads mean different prayers and you're supposed to go through this whole routine and it creates a trance like state when you follow it, just like meditation does. It's exactly the same trance when I experience both of them. I've done praying in tongues. I've done just simply praying. I've tried to worship and they all, when you hit those peaks that people seem to talk about where they go, Ooh, this feels great. They're in a trance, but they're in a trance. They're connected to something. You can get there through meditation as well. So what I did is I focused on, I focused on like a thought. So the thought would be exercise. I would picture what I'd be doing. I would try to hear the sounds I'm hearing. I could really just go into an imagination, almost like a daydream. Um, I daydream a lot. I just think about something long enough and it becomes my entire awareness. And so that's what I would do with exercise. And what's weird is I've heard the idea that the body will follow, right? The, the body follows the mind or it can lead the mind depending on who's leading it. So there's the you, the observer, the spirit, right? You can also control the mind. And if I can get the mind and the spirit in sync, the body eventually falls into place what it's supposed to do. So as I continue to daydream um, and focus on exercise, and this can take me two minutes, this could take me two hours, it doesn't matter as long as I get it done. Eventually my body will feel anxious and I'll feel the energy, like I'll feel almost like what I need to get started. And at that point I'll think about what is the first thing I need to do. So I'll think I gotta put the headset on. But if I'm having a hard time getting myself to do that, I think, well, I live in a house alone. I'll take my robe off because I prefer to work out naked. It gets hot. It's humid here. So I don't like to work out with clothes on. And I'll think of the smallest step I can perform. And once I start, it's like pushing the ball off the hill and I just go with it. Suddenly I'm doing something I don't want to do. The difficulty, and I learned this through meditation, which is every single time you, you become aware of the fact that you are no longer focused on the thing you intended to focus on, just bring your awareness back. I used to feel guilty every time that happens, like crap, I failed. That's not what's happening. I didn't fail. Every time I pull myself back to where I wanted to, it's a victory. I'm training my brain to listen to the right person, to showing my brain what who the authority is. And do this once or twice, nothing happens. You do this long enough and you begin to rewire your brain to accept the spiritual. And as it become, begins to rewire, you gain increased capability. If you want to listen to um, Bruce Lee says some things, he says the human, I, I can't remember exactly. I'm kind of paraphrasing any of you who like, Bruce Lee know what, roughly what I want to say, but he talks about his body and his mind and how powerful that is, that it's more than we understand. Do you know, this guy is an incredible martial artist, but he broke his back, was told he wasn't going to walk again. And he solved that through this idea that the body is capable of doing so much more than we understand. 
we only witness it, but we don't have an understanding of it. We just accept it as those random moments. So that's what I do. I focus on something and I make it happen. And I'd encourage, we've only got a couple minutes left, so I'm going to tie this one up. But if you're listening to this and you know you want to give this a try, I want you to focus on yourself. Just think about what you did, something you did. Think something that resulted either good or bad and do both actually. Do something good first. And then look at something that you did that was bad and just focus on it. Focus on the memory. Keep playing through it. If you feel something, focus on how you feel until the feeling disappears. Do this for every thought, every feeling that comes up on this topic, and you'll find yourself at peace. The moment you find yourself at peace, you may stop. You've worked through this. You've actually solved something inside of you. You do this enough times, you'll develop an awareness similar to mine, similar to where I'm at. I offer this to you because, well, I met God. I met him. You know, like you hear stories about people who meet God. And you're thinking, yeah, right. That never happens. It does happen. It's very rare. He chooses when to reveal himself. It's more of a blessing not to be seen, to not, to, to, to believe in him through some of the things that I'm sharing than to go there and meet him. Cause I got to tell you meeting him is cool and all, but it doesn't really change anything. You just suddenly have an awareness you didn't have before. And you can develop this on your own and it's much more powerful on your own. Um, Faith is a very powerful effect, has a very powerful effect on not just you, but reality very powerful. So in a sense, I'm weaker because I have come to experience God. Try this for yourself. Um, Again, religions are going to struggle to teach these things. I haven't, I've never learned this in a church, never met anybody who knew. I'd ask questions and they just couldn't answer. They couldn't get past the first round of questions. So give it a shot. Let me know in the comments if you have anything to say about this. Otherwise, I'm going to keep making these. I love you. I really do. Have a good day.